Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Today, we have a special guest. That's right, Jared Lasky. Can you believe it? He woke up this morning, so be gentle with him because, you know, it is super, super early. (laughs) So he has his coffee and he's ready. So please welcome Jared Lasky. Hey, thank you, Lisa. Yes, I am up. I'm excited to be on. And um, actually, I've seen earlier times than this, but it's an honor to be on Crown Chats. Well, I am so, I am so excited. It is going to be so good. Last time that that we had a conversation is, I think, I think I did your broadcast when I was talking about my book, correct? I think that's how we met. Yes, it was amazing. And then um, you had me on and then I stole one of your audios where you had me on and I put it on my podcast, but I had your permission. Of course, of course. Now we're kingdom, kingdom shares. That's what we do. Sharing is caring. Crown Chats is a little bit... We're a little lighter. We're a little. We're a little more fun. We do a little more shtick, but <laughs> but we still we still keep the 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 main thing. The main thing, and that is promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that is what we do. We we like to have fun. We like to teach and equip, and uh, everybody is welcome. So welcome to new people, Jared. Will you just tell people a little bit about yourself? I'm Jared Lasky. I love Jesus. You know, I I started serving him at 18 years of age, and it's been an amazing adventure in the spirit. So I've been through highs and lows, just like everybody else in life, uh, whether and, you know, I went off into the Marine Corps for some years and served in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, but I always had a love for Jesus. And no matter where I was, God would open up opportunities for me to do Bible studies and lead people and even see people receive the baptism of the spirit or even um, interpret dreams on the front lines of the wars. So I've been to Afghanistan twice, Iraq once, and just different roles and and things. So I'm a a veteran, combat veteran, but I love Jesus. I've got an incredible family of four amazing kids. Uh, One is about to go off into YWAM here real soon. So in Switzerland, I've got an amazing life. We've celebrated 21 years and I've got this podcast called Adventures in the Spirit. Well, a few other podcasts too, but the first one was Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. And that's a lot of fun. I've had guests like Lisa on there and uh, a mutual friend of ours, John Natale and other apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers sharing their adventures in the spirits. So uh, even today in a couple hours, I got Greg Locke on to talk about deliverance in his new book. Talk about the prophetic, talk about speaking in tongues, talk about deliverance, uh, lead people in deliverance and activations. And that's really what my podcast is. It's not just information, but it's impartation and activation. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're really excited and we're going to get into it. I'm just going to do just a little busyness just uh, to get things done. For for those of you who don't know, I did write a book and Uncle Larry helped me. And so we did this cute little promo. Check this out. Since the moment you were formed in your mother's womb, you were always connected to your Heavenly Father. You were created to be in constant communications with the creator of the universe. And that communication comes through prayer. So many times... We believe that our prayers are being ignored. When you tap into the frequency of the Father's love, you will see your prayers have always been heard. Touching the Father's heart through prayer is not just a book. It will become a lifestyle. 
Order your copy today and watch how your prayer life changes. Thank you so much, Uncle Larry, for doing that. That is so fun. So if you guys want to get a copy of my book, and you know what? You know who else is writing a book? Jared's writing a book. Why don't you tell them a little bit about your book that's coming out? Lisa, to be honest, I was pushing so many things to the right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I got time. I got time. I got time. But I I can't get into too many details about about this. But I had a health emergency in early May. And uh, from that, I was like spending a lot of time with Jesus. And in the four or five minutes or 10 minutes a day of energy that I was having, because it it was taking a while to recover, you know, I was just like, I'm all in for Jesus. Okay. I I love him. He's my best friend. uh, But I can't push these things to the right anymore because you never know. The devil tried to take me out. Right. Uh, I just started compiling some things that I've written and teachings I've had on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. My wife edited it. We just got the book cover finalized yesterday, but it was the main message that I wanted to get out there on the baptism of the Holy Spirit before I have like, I'm trying to get like 25 or 30 people to read the PDF copy in order to hit the self-publish button on the goal is September 1st. Okay. That's the goal. Well, if I can so help just, you, let me know. Just let me know. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking for people to review yeah. it, you know, because um, that helps before you publish it. And um, well, no. But the goal is just for people to receive mm-hmm. it. Because Lisa, like even in the in the beginning of the first couple pages, I'm like, listen, I got a couple of degrees in this, mm-hmm. but I don't want this to be a theological treatise, some seminary thing, because I've been there, done that. I want it to be practical yes. so that people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit while they're reading it even my wife was like these activations are you trying to get them filled before you have them give them the steps of being filled on the one of the last chapters so i was like yeah, yeah i'm expecting people to receive it while they're going through the journey chapter three chapter four you know so yeah and that's uh that's the thing you know like for for me people will say well when did things change and it was when i got baptized in the holy spirit i went from like zero to like 110 in the spiritual realm i started to have visions i started to have encounters i started to really know that i was hearing from god i started to uh i started to see angels i started to see demons you know the the typical stuff that happens you know you get to see at all. <laughs> the typical stuff. Well, you know, for me, I I didn't even know what it was, mm-hmm. really. I grew up as a, in a in a church that loved Jesus, that loved the Bible, but for the most part they were non-denominational, but they were cessationists. Yeah. For the most part. Now there were some people here and there and then, you know, even growing up, my my parents had had some supernatural experiences with Jesus, so I knew about a vision that my my dad had had about uh seeing Jesus on the cross pretty much being transported, if you will, in the spirit to Calvary. So I grew up hearing these things, but then I'm hearing a pastor say, God does the spiritual gifts don't exist in this and that. But at 12 or 13, God was speaking to me in dreams, dreams that would happen, even small things, you know, like that would happen within a month. And even though I was a rebellious teenager, he was still speaking to me in these dreams. And I knew it was from God. I just didn't have the language of vocabulary as to, you know, what it was. But um, the Holy Spirit just kept leading me in a you know different direction, and I was I was a bad teenager, okay, I'll admit. But there was a series of events where He was getting a hold of me, and then when I went into YWAM myself, you know, uh, November fourteenth of nineteen ninety eight, I was I was asking for speaking in tongues for the baptism of the spirit, but I also was praying whatever that is, because I honestly didn't know. I just wanted more of the Holy Spirit. And as I kept asking for more, I was like, if the speaking in tongues is it, I'll take it. And in time when it happened, oh, wow, 
my life forever changed. It was several hours of of baptism of fire, of love, of of grace, of electricity, of a light coming out of my mouth, of you know, just wave after wave of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And um, my mentor who laid hands on me was like, no, pray in tongues every day. The devil might try to say that you don't have it anymore. And I was like, ah, you know, this is so real. I I could never go back to the way of the world. And it I'd had some visions, internal visions and things for a few weeks leading up to it. But after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was the more of the Lord, seeing in the spirit, having visions, more clarity and things like that. And it's just been an amazing adventure for, for me since all those years ago, from all those years ago. Well, and that's, that's, um, that's the thing about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, people will be like, well, you know, oh, because I've been, I, I, people have come on to my broadcast, especially Crown Tats, and they are like, she's one of them tongue talkers, isn't she? She's there, one of them there tongue talkers. And I'm like, yep, that's me. But yep. but this is this is the thing about that people don't understand that um, Satanists and Luciferians, guess what? They speak in, in satanic tongues. They do. They speak in satanic tongues. They speak in satanic tongues. And so when you have to, now you have to wrap yourself around this and you say, well, why would the devil want to have satanic tongues? That just doesn't make any sense. Well, if he's a counterfeiter, he's only going to counterfeit something of great value. And so there is a great value. Otherwise, he wouldn't be messing with it. People are like, well, I, I, I don't know. You know, it sounds like you're speaking to the devil. No, I'm speaking to Jesus. I'm speaking to Holy Spirit. I'm speaking to my papa. But the way that I try to explain it to people, it's like, you know how twins, you know how like twins have their own little language that only they can understand? Well, that's what you get when you get baptized with the Holy Spirit. You get your own little twin language so that your spirit can speak to the spirit of the Heavenly Father. Same spirit. You guys now are having a conversation that nobody knows about, but you guys kind of understand. Well, you might not through your flesh, but your spirit, your spirit totally gets it. And so when you start to pray, when you start to pray in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, with the unction of speaking in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're talking about, counterfeit tongues, you know, I've it's, it's kind of interesting because this is where I live, if you will, in the spirit, in the baptism of the spirit, seeing people receive it through the laying on of hands mm-hmm. or even remotely mm-hmm. or through podcast episodes or uh, through my e-course and things, you know, this is an emphasis of my ministry, but every once in a while I'll get that wacko who will direct message me and God bless that wacko. Okay. Like God bless them, but they have, um, it's a counterfeit that they're like, I'll get messages. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll leave messages. Oh, yeah. Uh, of speaking in tongues, but they don't serve the Lord whatsoever. And you can tell the difference between the the speaking in tongues of the Holy Spirit and the counterfeit tongues. Yeah. The counterfeit tongues, have, you know, besides just discerning, you know, the, the evil behind it, it doesn't sound beautiful. No. It doesn't sound amazing. It doesn't feel beautiful. You know, there is a beauty, you know, Jack Hayford wrote a book called The Beauty of Spiritual Language. There is a beauty to hearing someone pray in tongues in the Holy Spirit. And and then the counterfeit is like clickety clacks. I mean, it's ugly and rough. And, you know, uh, and then some people are like, well, what about this Christian I hear speaking in tongues over there? You know, well, they're a Christian. They love the Lord. There's still beauty behind it. But sometimes people need to develop speaking in tongues. Okay. It's like a language, right? 
I mean, it's a spiritual language. So like a language, you know, as a baby, we say goo goo gaga in time. It's mama dada. And then after that, it's like, mom, dad, can I have the keys to the car? And can you give me $40? Right. It becomes a language. And so we grow in our, you know, native language. But when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we get to speak in tongues, you know, we we do the speaking as the Holy Spirit does the enabling through us. He initiates it. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't like jumps. I don't want to jumpstart people. I want them to have, you know, the, the word given by the Holy Spirit to themselves first, and then they start speaking that out. Mm-hmm. But as you speak it out, more words flow, mm-hmm. and then you pray in it every day. And not just like for 10 seconds a day. Okay. You need to develop your prayer language. So take five minutes, take 10 minutes. Honestly, take a speaking in tongues challenge of half an hour a day. Some people are like, well, how can I do that? Well, how far do you commute to work? 10 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, pray in tongues the whole time, play some worship music, develop that spiritual prayer language. And, you know, in time, like you'll no longer be saying like the same words, like the the small, because my, my first word, I laughed about it. My first word of speaking in tongues, I laughed about it because it's the last syllable of my last name. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to jumpstart anybody, but it was the last syllable of my last name, but it was spelled differently. And I, and I heard it in my spiritual ears and I saw it in my spiritual eyes differently. It was a lot of repetition of that as the Holy Spirit was flowing. But in time, you know, as I prayed more in tongues every day and for more more time. Even uh, I made a commitment for, to pray in tongues for two hours for two years, you know, every day for two hours for two years. It just expanded and it grew. And let me tell you what, those two hours a day for two years, there were some very supernatural encounters with Jesus and spiritual warfare and visions and all kinds of stuff. So I just want to encourage people praying it every day, praying it every day, keep growing in, it, in Jesus. I name. love that. Okay. So there's so many things that you said that I'm like, oh, oh you're speaking my language. It's so loaded, I know. Oh, no, 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 you're speaking my language because that's one of the things that I always say to people. I'm like, look, it's just like if we if we didn't, as good parents, if we didn't teach our children more words than just mama, dada, right? Because all the child would say was mama, dada, and that's it. That's all they ever said because they only talked when they spoke, they said mama, dada. We, as parents, are like, no, 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 say this, no, say this. But if our child refuses, then their vocabulary gets stunted. We know people who have like a lot of there's um there's a mutism, right? That people have a, a problem with with getting words out. And it's not because they don't want to say it, but they're afraid of it. And that's kind of the thing with tongue. It is sometimes it, it's actually it's a condition called selective mutism. Okay. I believe that there are Christians who have selective mutism when it comes to speaking in tongues. And I will also say this: I can tell the difference be somebody between somebody who actually prays in tongues versus somebody who just does it when they're on their platform. I can tell you that right now. I'll be like, when they're like, shandala, shandala, shandala. I'm like, oh yeah, no, they don't play. They're, it's, they're doing it for showmanship. And I hate to, I don't mean to be, to be crass about it, but there is a difference. There is a difference. You can tell somebody who is, who is so connected to Holy Spirit that when they start to flow, that they don't need to tell people that they're praying. Now there are times that that here on the broadcast, like we'll we'll start to pray, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, you know, it bubbles up. It's not something that's forced. It's not something. It just literally bubbles up, and that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand. They're like, "Well, how is the Holy Spirit going to start doing this? And am I going to get assaulted in the middle of the night and start speaking?" 
No, it's about your willingness to yield. It's about yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. But sometimes, just like you said, we have to start. So people sometimes don't know how to get, um, how to, to release their language. And one of the things, <laughs> the very first time that, that the Lord told me, he goes, I want you to, to go and lay hands and give that person their language. I was like, I can do that. And he's like, yeah, I went, okay. So I went over and I didn't know how to do it. And I was trying to remember I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what I was doing. I was listening to other people and they were like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do what they're doing. But what I, what I realized is that when I, when I, when I prayed the Our Father really, really fast, I got tongue tied. And I realized that is when my tongue got tied, that my spirit was released, that the Holy Spirit, my language was released. So I, what I had people do in the very, very beginning, I would have them say the alphabet really fast just to get them tongue-tied. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, Lord, there has to be a more spiritual way because like, I can't have people say in the alphabet. That just sounds ridiculous. And he said, tell them to say hallelujah really fast. So that's what I do. I tell people we pray. First of all, I also want to make sure that people have truly re- received the Lord Jesus as their Savior. That's the first thing. We want to make sure that 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 they're saved because we don't want to, to cause any kind of confusion. We want to make sure that, that the Holy Spirit is coming because they have accepted Jesus. It's first the baptism of, of Jesus, and then there is a baptism of fire, Holy Spirit. And so what we do is we just, I just tell them, I lay my hands on their face and I start praying. But this is, um, this is it. This is just a little side note. So my husband did some videos with, um, with this woman who was teaching people how to pray. And he's been doing videos for years and years and years. So he had a microphone, he had a lavalier mic on her, her lapel. Anytime the Holy Spirit would come on, he could hear her heartbeat. He did video for like 20 something years. He never heard people's heartbeats, never. And so he started to move the, the lavalier mic. And he said, but every time that she said the Holy Spirit was upon her, he could hear her heart. So what I do is I take my hand and I ask them if I could place it on their heart. And when I hear or feel their heartbeat moving, I know that they're getting filled with the Holy Spirit because I know the Holy Spirit is there. And sometimes it's just a matter of them just releasing it because some people get afraid and some people hold back. And so there's also those kinds of things. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that as Christians, we can't get stuck in um, the process or the steps to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I've been in Pentecostal and charismatic circles, vineyard revivals, you name it, you know, just jumping in uh, and various things that I've seen people say, well, before you receive the baptism of the spirit or before you speak in tongues, you this has to be done. You have to be immersed in water. You have to be water baptized. And it's like, and before that, but we look at Acts 10, mm-hmm. what happens before well, they didn't pray a sinner's prayer, by the way. No, they didn't, which I would love to, but, to do a broadcast just about that, seriously. As the apostle Peter was speaking, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit fell on Cornelius's house. That's right. So whatever their confession of faith was, probably within the heart, as Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them and they spoke in tongues. That's right. They received the baptism of the Spirit and, and the people, the disciples who were with Peter was like, it was just the same as when it first began. Well, when it did it first begin, Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost, when the 120 were in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fell on them in power and they spoke in tongues. And then they kind of emerged from the upper room. 
possibly onto the temple courts where 3,000 people were saved that day. You know, there, there are two ways that the Holy Spirit is received. Okay, well, for the baptism of the Spirit, for speaking in tongues. Okay, I, I, and it's through the Holy Spirit either falling on you, like in Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 10, where it's just a divine moment, you know, where the Holy Spirit falls and just boom, you know, people are getting filled. Or it's through the laying on of hands, as you described, Lisa, where I lay hands on you. Or, and then as we're laying hands, that act of faith and the Holy Spirit moves in power and you receive the baptism of the Spirit, you speak in tongues, and you have other evidence too of prophesying. And I think that's something even in our circles that we tend to not talk about. You know, like I love the Holy Spirit. He's my best friend. Right. You know, I worship him. But I, I don't want to emphasize just tongues because even prophecy is an evidence. And there are other evidence to the baptism of the Spirit. It's not just tongues. Yep. So I, I think some Pentecostals are like, what are you saying, Jared? Well, well, this is what the Bible says. It shows us in the scripture that there are evidence and it's not just speaking in tongues. There's prophecy. But most importantly, what else is most important to the baptism of the Spirit to speaking in tongues? Love. Love. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love. Everything else flows out of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So fruit of the spirit is one fruit. And that one fruit is love. Mm -hmm. And so for spiritual gifts, for speaking in tongues, for prophecy, for all of them, it's, we need to have the love for God and love for other people as well. That's the great commandment yes. right there. That's so good. That's so good. I'm fire. Okay. So that's the thing. God hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. And you know, what's so funny when I was seeing the fire, where do we see the fire, Jared? Where's the first time that we see the fire speaking? Hmm, where was that? That was, you know, when we think about Moses, Moses encountered the burning bush. He encountered the fire of God who spoke, who communicated. It's the, listen, God, God does things over and over and over until we get it, until we get it. And what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to get filled. He cleaned us. He took his son. He cleaned our temple so that instead of keeping his spirit locked up in some box, he said, hey, I'm going to go and take my spirit and put it into every single person who wants it. Yeah. That's the thing, who wants it. Well, <clears throat> so Jesus, God in the flesh, yeah. couldn't be everywhere all at once. But as God, so Jesus had to go be ascended into heaven. He had to die on the cross for our sins. He had to rise from the dead and he had to ascend into heaven. I don't want to say up into heaven, mm -hmm. but that's a whole other discussion Better. into heaven uh, to sit at the right hand of God, the father, to make intercession for us, to pour out the Holy spirit, the promise of the father of Luke 24, 49, so that we can all be like Jesus and take heaven, bring heaven to, to earth everywhere we go in the power of the Holy Spirit so that signs and wonders follow us everywhere we go. So whether it's in the marketplace, whether it's in our school, college, whether it's you know in our homes, we bring heaven to earth everywhere that we go. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to be a better equipped witness. I'm not going to say it's going to solve all your problems and you're going to you know, be a better person immediately. No, that still takes time. 
that's a process, you know, of walking out the spiritual walk, you know, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to be a better equipped witness for Jesus, but also to love people better, that's to true. love Jesus more, to love the Holy Spirit more, to draw near to him. And, and when we're loving him and, and we're spending time with him and we're praying in the spirit, you can't help but show his love to other people. You can't help but tell his love to other people. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want people to understand, you know, it's about intimacy. Lisa, unfortunately, because I've been in the charismatic circles for years, there are people that think that it's like a shortcut. Like, it's just like, boom, once I get it, like, that's it. I'll be able to do this and that for whose glory. Come on. There's a lot of people that just want it for their glory. Uh -huh. They're like, okay, boom, I got this tool and I'm going to use this tool. I'm going to abuse this tool. No, it's about relationship. It's, it. you know, speaking in tongues, you know, we have the privilege. We get to speak in tongues, you know, but it's about relationship. Mm -hmm. It's that direct spirit to, to spirit. So I would say little s spirit within me is speaking to the big s, the Holy Spirit you know, in relationship, drawing near to him. And it's not for me to look cool on a platform. It's honestly the main place that you're supposed to speak in tongues is in your secret place of prayer. That's right. And that's where you develop it. That's where you grow it. That's where you spend time with Jesus. That's where you spend time with the father and uh, you set aside time praying to him. And, you know, um, and Lisa, you and I both know this, the best place for revival Go to the churches, go to the conferences, but the best place for revival is in the secret place between you and Jesus. Let me tell you what, I think the first place I was ever slain in the spirit was in the secret place. Mm, come on. The first place I ever shook and trembled and was in the secret place. And that's because I was praying in tongues. I was spending time with Jesus. I was soaking. I was sunbathing, S-O-N, bathing in Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit to fill me up. And then boom, I get hit or shaking or, and just keep going. And then when that's over, you know, do it again. Come on. Okay. When that's over, do it again. Pray until something happens and then pray some more. That's okay. Those are really good. Those are really good. Pray until something happens. And the way that, that I can help people to know, like when you get baptized with Holy Spirit, okay. When you get, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, everybody gets a battery. We get a battery inside of us, fully charged, okay? And then when we get Holy Spirit, we get jumper cables. Okay, what happens if you have a battery that you don't use? It just, it kind of loses its power. That's what happens yeah. if you have a battery that's never been turned on, that's never been used. But when the Holy Spirit comes in and he just ignites what's inside of you, this battery that Jesus just gave you to give you power, to give you energy, to give you insight, to give you wisdom, to connect yourself to the Heavenly Father, then you get these jumper cables that what you do is you, you can go around and you can start to jumpstart people with the Holy Spirit, you can start jumpstarting their batteries because that's what needs to happen. We need to get people excited about doing the work of God. The, listen, ever, when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, I went, I went um, just like full on spray, praying in tongues, not knowing that it was important or anything. I just enjoyed it. I would, I would pray and I would say, Lord, you can take any way, any gift that you've given me, but don't take away my gift of tongues. Don't give away. Don't take that away from me because I love to talk to you. 
And then a year later, he sent me to a cosmetic department. And I, I started praying for the women at the, at the cosmetic department and people start getting healed. And I, I, I have portals. I had three portals that were above my chairs. So people would come in, people were getting healed. People were getting delivered. I was prophesy. I didn't even know prophecy was somebody said, Oh, you know, you're a seer. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So Holy Spirit's like, I'm going to put you in a place that if you are willing, I'm going to use you to tell people about my glory. And when I left, when I left that place, the Lord said to me, it was funny because the very last day I was there, the Lord said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, I don't want you to pray here anymore. And I'm like, what? He said, I don't want you to pray here anymore. He says, when you leave, I'm taking my spirit with me, with you. I'm like, what? He goes, for then they shall know I was here. Because see, when God is someplace and he's being dishonored, guess what? Just like that scripture where it says, you just take off your shoes and take off the dust and he's going to, let's go. That's what he does. And it's not, it's not because he doesn't love, but God will not be mocked. God will not be contained. And the more that you give honor, the more that you give your time, the more that you are, are putting him first and foremost, he's going to show up, but also he's going to show off. And you think that you've seen, like we can read about all the signs and the wonders in the Bible. But when you start walking in it, you start to see it for yourself. You start to see people getting healed and legs growing out. You start casting out demons. You, you, know, you start praying and you start seeing your prayers getting answered. It's like, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. God hasn't changed, has he, Jared? He has not changed. No, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> He's been doing miracles since the dawn of time. He's continuing to do miracles in us and through us. And it's what the most, well, I think I've said this quite a bit, most important besides love. Mm -hmm. It's for his glory. 100%. It's for his glory. It's to make him famous. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, too many people want a platform for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with with wanting a platform as long as you know it's it's his glory, not yours. Um, and in time he'll, he'll promote people, he'll elevate people. He'll, you know, um, give you wider, diverse, you know, influence and things like that in his time, you know, but I also know this prophet of God who, um, was within an association of churches. He is a true prophet of God, a very small denomination, if you will, you know, and he's, you know, God just kept him there in his Metron, mm -hmm. maybe a. I think you've probably talked about Metron quite, quite a bit, but we can't step out of our Metron. We can't step out of, you know, where God has us. So this prophet of God has just been obedient. He's been, he's spoken to my life so many times. He's been a mentor of mine, but he just, you know, hasn't and won't branch out unless the Holy Spirit tells him to. Uh, but um, so there've been a couple of comments that I've seen kind of pop up here through the course of this conversation. And um, I just kind of want to encourage some people. So, um, if I look back on some of the comments, you know, there's someone who's a student. Uh, it's a Selena. Okay. So there's Selena. I, I don't know Selena or anything, but um, I just want to encourage you to ask, ask if you're seeking the baptism of the Holy spirit, it doesn't matter how much time you're studying. Cause it's talk about class and, you know, uh, study and how can I receive the baptism of the spirit? Take five minutes, ask, take 10 minutes and ask ask. So for, for my journey into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, I'd originally, 
you know, I'm in youth with a mission. I'm surrounded by people from many different nations. I'm just an 18 year old kid, clean and sober a month and a half, you know? So I, I partied my way up to, you know, anyway, Jesus got a hold of me and I hear these people speaking in other languages, whether it's German or something else. And I was like, man, I would love to speak in another language. All I got is English. This lady from New Zealand, she's, she's like, do you speak in tongues? Um, butchering the accent, but she was an amazing woman. Do you speak in tongues? I was like, no, I don't even know what that is. It's just, a, you know, I used to hear some people do it. I used to, that's a whole other story. Go to another church on a Wednesday night with my friends to watch people like slain in the spirit and stuff. So it was like a, you know, couldn't go to the movie. So go to this church. <laughs> go watch the show. <laughs> yeah, watch the show. Didn't even know what it right, was. Right. And I was like, no. And so she laid hands on me, on, me, on my cheeks mm -hmm. and she prayed for me. And then I was just afterward, you know, I was just like asking. She's like, ask every day, ask every day. So I'm spending time with Jesus. And every time I go to prayer, I'd ask. Because if you ask for the Holy Spirit, how much more will the Father who loves you give you the Holy Spirit? Mm. He, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he'll give you the Holy Spirit. He won't give you a snake. He won't give you a scorpion. You ask for the Holy Spirit, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, you're asking in faith, you're asking in the name of Jesus, you're, you've got the Holy Spirit within you, you ask, you will receive. And so I just started asking. And then I'm having dreams, I'm having visions, I'm having all these in, encounters with God for a couple of weeks. And then I go to my small group leader, and he laid hands on me by faith. And I didn't know how I was going to receive it. But I asked. Mom. And then as I asked, the Holy Spirit brought this one syllable to my mind. And my mentor, who was laying hands on me, praying over me, he was praying in, in, in tongues. He said, when you receive that, when the Holy Spirit speaks that, he gives you that initiating word. You speak it out and you start repeating it over and over. And as I did, so I laughed about it. But as I did, the Holy Spirit hit me in power. He had to sit me down and into a chair after that because I'm shaking, I'm crying, I'm laughing, I'm speaking in tongues. And it was the most incredible experience of my life for Selena just ask mm -hmm ask 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 and as lisa and i are talking about on this episode you know the holy spirit will bring it to your mind start speaking it out you know by faith you do the speaking as the holy spirit does the enabling and quite honestly it, it helps our spiritual life you know uh i've been a seminary student but we can't be too busy for jesus Come on. we need to set aside that time spend time with jesus uh, I think there's, I hope that encourages Selena real quick. Um, so I bless you, Selena, in Jesus' name. And then there's someone else that commented, Raymond, real quick, and then I'll, I'll no, pass good. the football no, back to Lisa. You're totally good. So for Raymond, uh, the question was, without the gift of interpretation of tongues, can I ever know if it is true tongues? Okay, so this is where we get a little weird, okay? Um, there there are tongues, and there's there are tongues, and there are tongues. So we have a, all of us in Christ Jesus, every single one of us can have a personal private prayer language of speaking in tongues, where we're communing between us and, and God, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues in the secret place of prayer. When we're walking down the street, when we're driving, whatever we're doing, we could pray in tongues, speak in tongues in Jesus name. And can we interpret our personal private prayer language, our personal private tongues? Absolutely. And how do you do that? Ask. Just ask. Be like, you know, at, like that's where I learned. That's where I learned to prophesy was in the secret place. 
before I ever prophesied over people, where did I learn to prophesy? Between spending time between me and him in this secret place. He'd say, prophesy to the north. Say this to the north. Prophesy to the south. Say this to the south. What am I doing? And then it's like, oh, Ezekiel did this. Oh, Jeremiah did this. Oh, the prophets uh, back in the day did this. So that's where you learn to prophesy in the secret place. And then he gives you things to pray about. And that's also where you learn how to interpret your personal private la prayer language of speaking in tongues. So there's that whole element, okay? But then there's also the speaking in tongues for the whole congregation to hear, where there's this moment and, you know, I don't want to get too legalistic and say this moment has to be a certain way. Okay. But it's, there's this moment where you just know there's going to be a message and there's the, there's the speaking in tongues for everyone to hear. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. And, you know, it, it's part of the flow of the Holy Spirit for the service or the, the meeting, whether you're in a home group or whatever, but it, it's there. And this might be controversial me saying this most of the time, According to the Greek language, the person who did the speaking interprets their own tongue. However, the language also shows us, however, if that person doesn't interpret their own tongue, there needs to be some other people who have the gift of interpretation so that they interpret it for the, for the group. So um, the, those are the two distinguishing things. There's the personal private speaking in tongues, where it's your prayer language between you and Jesus. And then there's the public speaking in tongues, where you need the interpretation when all hear. Now, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not preaching, but as Lisa mentioned earlier at the beginning of the broadcast, where people are on a platform and they, they pray in tongues or they speak in tongues. Well, honestly, they're praying in that moment and there's no need for the message or whatever, like they're, they're doing something, you know, that's even private, but unfortunately, you know, there's a microphone on there. Do they need to interpret it? No, it's a personal prayer, lit, prayer between them and God, but you know, Maybe the motivation is right. Maybe the motivation is wrong. Maybe they're showing, I don't, I don't know. You know, God knows. Um, but, uh, you know, that's between them and God. But if they're there and they're like, there's this message, and then they speak in tongues for all to hear, there needs to be an interpretation there. You know, um, Jack Hayford, Jack Hayford uh, he, there was one Sunday that I was told that he had uh, had a whole message in tongues. He'd speak in tongues. Then he'd interpret. He'd speak in tongues, and then he'd interpret. This guy is the most conservative guy back in the day, but the most spirit-empowered guy back in the day. He was just, you know, conversational and relational and probably saw tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people receive speaking in tongues uh, just because it was so simple for him, for his process, rather than like step one, step two, step 23, you know. Uh, man, it's so simple. Just ask. Just ask. No, that's, that's so good. And, you know, when, what it, what's interesting is, okay, so I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, November of 2008. It was, I think it was November of two, 2009, around the same time. And I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone. I was just on the phone and I'm, I was saying to her, I said, you do have your spiritual language because, because she was doubting it. She was like, you have, I was like, you do have your spiritual language. I said, you just need to keep praying. You just need to keep using it. I said, the more you use it, the better and the more you're, it's going to start to sound like a language because it's an, it's an actual language. People are like, yeah. wait a second. I said, it's a, it's a language. It might not, there is a woman you can go on YouTube. She's from Poland. She's from Poland. And when she speaks in tongues, she speaks in English. Wow. Yeah. 
So you can go and find that. Anyway, but what happened is all of a sudden I'm like talking to her and I, and I started to, I'm like, it sounds like this. And I started to pray in my language. And then all of a sudden it was almost like Pentecost. I was like, whoosh, and this like wind. And all of a sudden what happened is I started to speak in English, then uh, speak in tongues, speak in English, speak in tongues, speak in English. And this happened for a couple of months. Like when I would speak in, in tongues, I would speak in English right away. And I was like, and I was trying to say it in my head, I'm like, oh, well, okay, maybe I'm controlling this. These are, th these must be my thoughts. And so I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to concentrate. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything that I wanted to say. I, I was like, it was almost like my language got hijacked and that has happened. That has happened here on this broadcast. I started to, I, I had some, um, I had some trolls, Jared, who came on the broadcast God bless trolls. I did. I really God. did. But what was so funny is that they were from another country. I didn't understand what country they were from, but they started to talk about their God. And so all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit bubbled up out of me and I started to speak in tongues and my tongues changed at right, like really quick. And I, I was like, and I, and, and so I was speaking, but I was speaking as if I was speaking their language. Like, I felt like I was speaking like Hindu or I was speaking some kind of Indian language. I, I don't speak, I don't speak like any Mid-Eastern, mid, mid is that right? Yeah, I don't like speak like, um, like Farsi or anything like that. Because, of course, like just what you said, I said, okay, that, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I didn't know what to say because I was on my broadcast. But they were like, they were really, there were like four or five of them. And, and they were saying that this is not God and God didn't come as this and Jesus didn't come as this. And so I started to speak in this language and I really felt like in my spirit, I felt like I was talking to them in their language and I was telling them the truth about Jesus Christ. And so what I did is I said, okay, I'm going to let some people hear it. I'll let some people hear it because I, I didn't want to be out of order. Because everything, everything that God does is in order. And I didn't want to do anything that was going to, because I would have repented. I would have been on, because that happened on a Friday. I would have come on on Monday morning and I would have totally, I would have, um, I would have totally like repented. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong or whatever. But it was really like, I can change your language because there have been so many people I've heard testimonies where they were in other languages and their interpreter, like, wasn't there and so they had to interpret something and all of a sudden they started speaking the native language yeah oh yeah well first corinthians 13 that the love chapter that is quoted at most weddings taken out of context at most weddings because okay. <laughs> it's 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 connecting it's the bridge between first corinthians chapter 12 and first corinthians chapter 14 talking about spiritual gifts talking about you know so first corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, talking about prophecy and tongues and spiritual gifts. And then sandwiched in there is 1 Corinthians 13, love. And that first verse says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, right. but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So we need love, mm -hmm. love for God, love for others. But it's a language. We can speak in the language of men, or we could also speak in the language of angels. It is a spiritual language. Now, it's, it's a language you've never spoken. Maybe you've never heard it before. I mean, there have been times where, you know, I, I believe I was speaking in some type of Chinese mm -hmm. in my pr personal private time with Jesus as I'm praying in tongues, as I'm speaking in tongues. There are other times where, um, you know, I've, I've had uh, 
first nations prayer flowing through me and other things, you know, and God knows, you know, uh, I'm just going with the flow, you know? And so, um, one, one thing I do want to say is back to like interpreting tongues. Mm-hmm. Some people, uh, tend to be like, well, what is this person next to me saying? Don't they need to interpret it for me? If they're praying, if they're between them and Jesus, even if you hear them, you don't need an interpretation. It's not for you because speaking in tongues for them in that moment is their private prayer language and it's edifying them. Because I've had people who are like, I've asked for tongues. I'll probably never get it. Well, that honestly, just ask. Don't speak doom and gloom over yourself. Don't say you'll never get it. Okay. Because just ask, surrender, you know, uh, but they're, they start looking at other people like, well, what is he saying? Don't they need to interpret? Okay. You're in a prayer meeting. No, you're in a prayer meeting. No, you know, they're praying in tongues. You get to, if you want to in that time. So they don't need to interpret it for you. Okay. When you're, um, the, again, the interpretation is when it's the message for all to hear, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a large group or small group, you know, and that's at the right moment. Or you're in an activation class. Can you activate it? Yeah, by faith. How do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? By faith. You know, how how do you start prophesying over people? Most of the time it's by faith. <laughs> Pick somebody, right? So if you say you, you join an activation class, hey, we're going to lay hands on someone. They're going to speak in tongues. We're going to lay hands on someone else. They're going to interpret. What? Can you do that? Yeah. Because... Hebrews talks about by reason of use, we grow in these things. You know, we grow in faith. We grow in our relationship. We we grow. And so we need, honestly, to be in some safe spaces and places. Besides just doing it in your personal private, uh, private place of prayer that I've talked about, find a group of people who are not scared of the Holy Spirit, but who trial and error, who will, you know, um, help you, who will show you and, and look at the scripture, you know, the the Bible and um, correct you if you need corrected, you know, love you where you always need love, always showing grace and just start going for it. See what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. Amen. The other thing I wanted to talk about is singing in tongues. Oh, Why yeah. don't understand that. And the cool part about like sometimes you'll be at a, a some sort of like a conference or something and they're going to go, the, the, the worship leader will say, release your spiritual language and start singing in the spirit. What's really cool is everything blends, even though people are having, they're they're all saying different words, but the if you really pay attention to what the spirit is doing, all of a sudden you'll you'll hear it, everybody singing, and you're really really loud, and then all of a sudden you'll 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 feel it pulling back, you'll feel yourself starting to be quiet, and you'll all of a sudden you'll you'll stop singing. And the cool part is that if you're truly in the flow with Holy Spirit, you're doing it as everybody else is doing it. Not that you're listening to them. It's all of a sudden you can feel yourself pulling back and you know that the at that time, that time has has now ended. Because there there's something that happens when we when we pray in the spirit, it says that we speak to men, like you said, and angels. So we can even be speaking to angels. Wait a second. Can we actually speak to angels? Yeah. And is there angelic tongues? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because one time I was praying and all of a sudden my language got like, it changed. And 
all of a sudden, as I'm praying in this new language, it was a completely new language. All of a sudden, these angels came into the room. I could see them in the spirit. And there were so many that came in. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. I wasn't quite sure what, what happened. And all of a sudden, I saw the angels leaving. Boom, 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 boom. And the Lord started speaking to me. And he started talking to me about angels and how what we're supposed to do and how we are allowed to to have these conversations of the whole with Holy Spirit in, involved. It's not like we're supposed to go off and do our own thing, but when we're praying and all of a sudden we release that tongue and angels come, we want to release the assignment because they only hearken to the word of the Lord. Angels only hearken to the word of the Lord. That's it. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of angels. We don't have to be afraid of tongues. We don't have to be afraid of the supernatural. We don't have to, we don't have to be afraid of demons. Can I just say that? We do not have to be afraid of demons because the spirit of the living God is living inside of us. And you said something, Jared, that was so important because you said that Jesus couldn't be everywhere at all times because he was in the flesh. And the funny thing is that I always said that, you know, Satan thought that Jesus going to the cross was a subtraction. But who is God? He's a God of multiplication. So what did he do? He multiplied what he did in Jesus and he did that through us. So we're just little J's. We're little Jesuses. We walk around because we are fully flesh, but we fully have the spirit of the living God inside of us just like Jesus. And he said to go ahead and to do all the things that he did. And guess what? He even said to do greater. We're supposed to do greater things than Jesus. But if we're so afraid of anything supernatural, how are we going to take the natural things that make them super? Yeah. Amen. Wow. Well, I love that. Um, talking about singing in tongues, you know, in Ephesians chapter 5, 518. Okay. This is a command where we are commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And in the Greek is be being ongoing, continually filled with the Holy Spirit daily. Ask to be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, one way or another, okay? Whether that's through shaking and quaking and trembling, and you know, or whether it's just by faith or whether it's just through a deep peace when you say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Wow. You know, deep peace, you know, be being filled, ongoingly filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the next verse, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, always giving thanks. Well, sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in the context of being filled with the Holy Spirit, ongoingly filled with the Spirit, we're told to sing songs to not just to God, but to one another, amongst one another, a sign, an evidence, if you will, of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is singing songs, melodies, making melody and music in your hearts and singing in tongues. That's all part of it. You know, when, when my uh, youngest received the baptism of the Spirit, I think he was five years old and I, I'd put him to bed, okay? And I'm, I'm in my room praying in tongues, spending time with Jesus, he comes in and he's like, he, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm speaking in tongues. I'm talking to Jesus in my prayer language. He's like, I want to do that. I want to speak in Spanish. And I was like, well, it's not Spanish. So I just explained to him as a five-year-old, ask the Holy Spirit to give you a, a prayer language. He'll give it to you and you speak it out. And I may have started like kind of laying hands on him real quick, but then I just wanted the Holy Spirit just to 
you know, I, I wanted less of me and more of him, more of God. And then my son, he gets under the covers of my bed, puts the covers over his head. Then he starts singing in tongues. Come on. Just starts singing in tongues at five years old. The first time, you know, the, the moment he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So singing in tongues is all part of it. So when I say pray in tongues every day, speak in tongues every day, sing in it too, because it's part of a sign, one of the signs right here in Ephesians chapter five, verses 18 through 21, uh, to that is part of a sign of being filled and ongoingly filled with the Holy Spirit. My wife sometimes is even like, um, why are you whistling all the time? Because I'm happy. When we're happy, we sing. When we're happy, we whistle. You know, um, there, there are some years where I didn't whistle you know that's when i was going through some of the marine corps veteran stuff that i had to deal with but i'm full of the holy spirit i'm happy i'm singing in tongues and uh yeah sometimes the rhythm may be totally different okay but uh, i guess a spiritual exercise you can also do is if you've never sang in tongues before pick your favorite worship song and start singing in tongues to that rhythm just do it um i've even had it where people are like Read the Bible, speaking in tongues. Go for it. Do it. Okay. That's, Just do that's it. That's the thing. It's like you can't have a conversation and read at the same time. Right? You know that. Like if I try to have a conversation with you and I'm trying to read, I can't read and have a conversation with you. However, if I'm praying in tongues, I can read the Bible. And I could be speaking it out loud because there's a different part of your brain that is engaged when we pray in tongues. There's a, there's a whole, there was a thing that was done, I think on um, nighttime. It was, a, there was a study and they, they took people, they, they put all the electrodes on them and they measured their brain and they said, okay, go and pray, go and pray. So they're praying in, in English. They're just praying, blah, 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 blah. And they're, they're following their, their pattern on their, their brain waves. Then the doctor comes back in after, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. He says, okay. I said, um, now pray in your spiritual language. And they started to pray. The part of the brain that was working before, it was nightline, right? The part of the brain that was lit up when they were praying in regular, just English or whatever, all of a sudden, it totally is like shut down. And a new part, a new part of them is alive it's moving it's 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 been activated because like yeah. even as i've been as we've been having this conversation i've been sitting here sitting here smiling i've been praying in the spirit the entire time that's how i know where to go that's how i've always done my broadcast like people are like well do you have notes i'm like i have holy spirit it's his broadcast anyway it's not mine like that's just the way that i've always done things because i tried when i first started to do touch by prayer and I was told, oh, you need to, you need to have an outline and you need to have all these things. And I was like, okay. And I tried it and the Lord spoke to me. He's like, well, then whose broadcast is it? Yeah. And I said, well, it's yours. He says, okay, then let me do it. He's never, ever left me without words. I've been able to do a broadcast by myself for, for two hours. No problems. No, because why? Because Holy Spirit knows what each person who is tuning into needs that's the beauty. That's that's the power of praying in tongues. Because now the Holy Spirit is like, okay, I want you to talk about this. And then somebody says, oh, I'm so glad that you talked about that. He's, you know, because I'm dealing with that. Do, do, you, mind, do you mind if I show? Because we have the dateline. Ryan's so good. He has the dateline thing. Hold on one second. I'm going to put this up. It's short. So hold on one second. 
Okay, we're gonna put this over here. Thanks for watching our internet edition of Nightline. I'm Martin Bashir. Today we examine the Christian practice of speaking in tongues. Those outside the church often say it's nothing more than gibberish, but some Christians claim that it's the purest form of prayer beyond the constraints of normal language. Nightline's Vicky Mabry reports on the science of speaking in tongues. It is an ancient practice mentioned in the Bible. St. Paul called it speaking in the tongues of angels. Jesus' apostles were first said to do it at Pentecost. The technical term is glossolalia. Most people call it speaking in tongues. There's a vast number of people out there that because they did not personally experience it or have been taught against it all their lives, there's no way they have an ability to embrace it. So that's common. We're still mocked and made fun of. That's not stopping Pastor Jerry Stoltzfus or others in his congregation at the Freedom Valley Worship Center in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, from using what they say is a God-given gift. It's almost as if I'm able to tap into God's heart and what he wants. I get goosebumps, actually. You can feel him all around you, and you can feel him speaking through the words that you're saying. It almost sounds like a foreign language, but actually, those who speak in tongues are not saying anything in any known language. With the gift of tongues, I can trust the Holy Spirit to figure out what needs to be healed. He will use what sounds like gibberish, like any other language sounds like gibberish. Uh, he, he will interpret that for his purposes and his uses. We say things in our own English language, but speaking in tongues is a heavenly language that we're going to God and Jesus intercedes for us. They say they have no control over what comes out of their mouths, that they're swept up in a rush of ecstatic religious feeling, and that the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. Do you hear yourself? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think I sound like a total idiot. It's almost all in yellows and red here. At the University uh, of Pennsylvania, Dr. Andrew Newberg is looking for an explanation for what most regard as unexplainable. I mean, it's not language. It's not regular language, at least, that would normally activate the frontal lobe. Newberg is exploring the relationship between faith and science, studying what happens in the brain during the deepest moments of faith. If we're really going to look at this very, very powerful force in human history of religion and spirituality, I think we really have to take a look at how that affects our brain, what's changing or turning on or turning off in our brain. They're going to go around very fast right now. He's recently published a study of Americans speaking in tongues. Remarkably, he discovered that what's happening to them neurologically looks a lot like what they say is happening to them spiritually. Make sure we got your whole head in there. We asked Pastor Jerry Stoltzfus to come to the university to have his brain scanned while he speaks in tongues. This way, we could see the experiment in action. I don't think faith has anything to be afraid of from science. Science validates faith, so bring it on. Whatever the facts are, bring it on. Just go ahead and, and you can begin prayer. And First, he's told to pray in English. Father, I pray for each of the family members involved in this study. 
grant them what they are looking for in their personal lives, for, for their vision and their potential. Then he's told to speak in tongues. This is the first scan when he was in prayer, speaking in English. This is the second scan when he is praying in tongues. Pastor Stoltzfus's scan showed that his frontal lobe, the part of the brain that controls language, was active when he prayed in English, but for the most part it fell quiet when he prayed in tongues. When they're actually engaged in this whole very intense spiritual practice, religious practice for them, their frontal lobes tend to go down in activity, but I think it's very consistent with the kind of experience that they have because they say that they're not in charge. They're, it's the voice of God, it's the spirit of God that's moving through them. Dr. Newberg says the results were even more dramatic on subjects who were scanned without a nightline crew in the room and who were not speaking in tongues on demand as Jerry Stoltzfus had done. Study participants like Donna Morgan first listened to music, then went to where the spirit took them. When I heard about the study, I already knew within my spirit that it was going to be proven that there's a part of our brain that we have no control, that when the Holy Ghost is interceding for us, we're out of control. In earlier studies, Dr. Newberg looked at what happens in the brains of Buddhist monks meditating and Franciscan nuns praying. And it was noticeably different from what happens to tongue speakers. That's in fairly stark contrast to the people who are like the Buddhists and the Franciscan nuns who are in prayer because they are very intensely focused. And in those individuals, the frontal lobes actually increased activity. But Dr. Newberg isn't out to prove or disprove anything. He can tell you what happens in the brain, not why. Were you skeptical going into the studies? If by skeptical, the question is, is this a real phenomenon, meaning that this is truly the voice of God speaking through them, that's a much more problematic question, I think, and something that I'm not sure that we've specifically answered simply by doing our study. But for those who believe, it doesn't matter if science can find the footprints of the Holy Spirit in their 21st century brain scans. When you've experienced this, you don't really care what anybody else thinks. It's personal for, in the first place. It is something between you and God. So we don't really care if it's validated or not, but it's fascinating when it is so that people that have thought we're crazy can have something to look at to say, maybe we're not, we're still crazy. We're just not as crazy as they thought. Thank you so I, just, I cut it off because they're they're basically kind of wrapping up. But look at what they said. They they said that Buddhist monks and Franciscan monks that they while they were praying that they noticed that it's still different. It's still different than when it when we pray in our spiritual language. They said that we didn't say that. They said that, and that's the that's the whole thing. Because I really really felt like okay, let's let's put this on the table. Let's put some science behind what we're seeing, because one of the things that people will tell you, it's not natural, it's not this, it's not that. Well, 
science just proved that there is something inside of our brains that connects with him at speak. Yeah. And we know who it is right. that gave it to us. We know who it's for. That's right. We know who does it. It's the Holy Spirit. Come on. It's the Holy Spirit. That's it. So I was going to say, Jared, do you want to go ahead and let's, um, why don't we have you pray for people as, um, as Holy Spirit leads? Yeah. So uh, I'd be honored to. I'd love to. Um, if anybody, let's just pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let's just, you know, um, if you've been filled, be be filled again in Jesus' name. If you've never received your personal private prayer language right now, purify your heart. Clean your heart right now. If And also, I want to mention, if you've ever spoken in tongues before, but you silenced it, someone convinced you out of it, you still have it. God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. He doesn't take it away. It's still within you. You know, the Holy Spirit will fill you and you could start speaking in tongues again. So uh, just for all of us right now, let's all by faith receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. And if you've never, you know, spoken in tongues before, ask the Holy Spirit right now to fill you up from head to toe. Start talking to Jesus. As, as Lisa had mentioned earlier, start saying hallelujah to Jesus in Jesus name. You know, start worshiping Jesus, start praising Jesus, just worship him and ask him to fill you up from yeah, head to toe in Jesus name. And uh, if a word or phrase comes to your mind that you've never spoken before, you've never heard, start speaking that out in Jesus name. As you surrender to Jesus, start speaking that out. So right now, uh, you know, in Jesus name, you might see it on your mind. You might feel it welling up within you. One syllable or one phrase, it might be funny to you. It's that initiating. That's the Holy Spirit initiating that prayer language in Jesus' name. So now I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to speak in tongues now. So you're going to hear me. But just praise Jesus together in Jesus' name as, and start speaking those words out in Jesus' name. And if you, it's been a while since you've done this, just start, you know, remember one of those previous words and start speaking that out and repeat it over and over in Jesus' name. And more words will flow in Jesus' name. So come, Holy Spirit. Right there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So guys, just continue to worship Jesus. Continue to praise him and thank him for what he's doing. Speak loud enough for you to hear yourself. And as you worship and sing praises to him in Jesus' name, you can even sing in tongues as we were talking earlier. Sing in tongues in Jesus' name. Fire of God from head to toe. Just receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Receive the fire of God right now in Jesus' name. Keep Spending time with Jesus, and you can even switch between your native language and speaking in tongues, your native language and speaking in tongues in Jesus' name, back and forth. You could say, praise you, Jesus. I love you. I worship you. I adore you in Jesus' name. By faith, I draw near to you, Jesus, and, and I see your name lifted high in Jesus' name. Fire of God fall. Fire of God fall in Jesus' name. Now ask for more. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit upon you in Jesus' name. Ask for more. Say, Jesus, will you fill me again? Will you give me more? Will you give me more? 
In Jesus' name, keep worshiping him. Keep praising Jesus. Be filled, be filled, be filled in Jesus' name. And maybe you've got that one word, maybe you got that phrase over and over. Just keep speaking it out in Jesus' name. Asking for more. Jesus' name. I believe by faith that people are receiving. I believe that people will watch this later on replay or they'll listen to it later and they'll receive in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Jared, if you, if you feel like there is any like word of knowledge or if you have any prophecy or if you have anything that the Holy Spirit wants to release, please feel free just to release it. Woo! It is getting thick up in here. Woo! Jeez. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I have the honor of leading people in prayer like this, I, man, I, I oh, it's just so sweet and so beautiful and amazing, and you know, people are still receiving in Jesus' name. You know, even by faith, whether it's even on replay, still, still, still receiving in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. You can worship the Holy Spirit because He's God. He's God. He's God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So as as Lisa had mentioned, you know, I I have recently been running with John Natale, who God uses in the prophetic for governmental authority, uh, political prayer, intercession. Uh, but I I God uses me more in personal prophetic. Uh, so um, by faith, um, I guess if someone can comment, I'd love to just pray a blessing upon them. Um, so Lazarus, I guess you're it. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus James was quick. So Lazarus James, if you're still there, you know, just uh, uh, say hey. Because <laughs> I want to bless you, Lazarus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So Holy Spirit, what do you have for Lazarus? Holy Spirit, you love you love Lazarus. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, fill him up from head to toe. Holy Spirit, fill him up from head to toe in Jesus' name. Um, I hear the word mechanical, you know, I, uh, mechanical, and I'm not sure what that means necessarily, but um, you know, your relationship with God is not is not mechanical. You know, it's relational. It's it's full of the Holy Spirit. So in Jesus' name, I pray for. Uh, your gifts and abilities to come forth in Jesus name for, um, you know, I see, I see wrenches being turned. I see screwdrivers. I see uh, different tools like that, uh, that God has gifted you with, but he's also working on you and within you uh, by his tools in Jesus name. Um, I see what I'm seeing is kind of like this garage, you know, uh, and I could even smell it. I'm, I'm not a mechanic or anything. I, you know, I'll just take my car to the garage, if you will. I know what I can just to get by. But um, what I'm seeing is within this garage, there's a gift. There's a gift being given. It's, it's weird because I see all these tools, all, a bunch of toolboxes. And, um, and I still smell that garage thing. So I bless that in Jesus name. Um, but I see, I see a, a gift, like this massive box right there just waiting for you to open it. it's got this amazing bow on it and so just he the holy spirit has given you more he's given you this new gift in jesus name and as you take it out uh i see it just 
like immersing over you, just falling over you. So this gift is not just a spiritual gift, it's an anointing. So in Jesus' name, I pray for a release of this anointing gift of the Spirit upon Lazarus in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And I pray for uh, the relationship with you, Jesus, to grow more and more and more in Jesus' name. And that um, I see your words, Lazarus, speaking out over people i see some you know i'd say some kids and then other people of, of different ages that you're speaking over and these words this anointing that came upon you is now being poured out upon your mouth upon these these other people in jesus name so they're going to hear the word of the lord you're going to de decree and declare the word of the lord through you so i pray for the prophetic the prophetic to speak forth from you in Jesus name for the glory of God in Jesus name. So I bless you, Lazarus. I hope that speaks to you. Comment. Um, if, if I'm uh, messed up or anything, if you need some clarification, reach out to me. I'll take full responsibility for it. I'm here to just. No, you were uh, spot on. I, you were spot on with what he does. You were spot on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Man. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, so Lazarus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Can I can I be honest? So I see Lazarus saying you're spot on. Yeah. Well, I bless you, Lazarus. Um the, the the thing about the prophetic is uh sometimes you just never know. Yeah. You're just obedient. Yep. And it's stretching your faith too, you know, and you just the Holy Spirit's taking you this direction, but you also just have this assurance. No, I'm I'm assured, but I do like feedback. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a thing of mine. I mm -hmm. just don't want to be like that thus saith the Lord, you know. Actually, I don't say it thus uh -huh. saith the Lord, but you know, and just leave it at that. Uh -huh. But so no, I want some feedback. I want to know, you know, because I want to hear God correctly. Yep. Okay, I want to hear him and represent him well. So Jesus, you get the credit. <sighs> it's for your glory in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. All right. So um, I guess I'll pray for one other person before I, I roll out because it's yep, a busy day. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if Daniel. Yes, come on. Daniel. Come on. Daniel, Holy Spirit. So I don't, I don't know you, Daniel, but Jesus does. Jesus knows you. Knows you better than you know yourself. So I pray for more of a revelation of identity in Christ Jesus. So, um, what I'm seeing right now is uh, tree roots, tree roots going deep down into the ground. Uh, and um, I'm being reminded of Psalm 23 as I'm seeing it, you know, walking by the still waters, you know, with, with Christ Jesus. He's the shepherd. He's the overseer of our souls. He's got the shepherd's staff in his hand. You know, Psalm 23, I'm praying that over you. Uh, but your roots are deep. Uh, the scripture talks about oaks of righteousness. So in Jesus' name, I pray for oaks of righteousness over you uh, in Jesus' name, that you are an oak of righteousness. And uh, I'm being reminded of the time that Jesus went into the synagogue and he said, today, Isaiah chapter 61, has this has been fulfilled in your presence. So I pray Isaiah 61 over you in Jesus' name, that you will see people set free, the captives set free in Jesus' name. You are an oak of righteousness. You're led by still waters. Your roots go deep in the scripture. Your roots go deep in the word of God. 
And in Jesus' name, uh, you're you're drawing close to him and you're going to walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. So I pray for that anointing upon you in Jesus' name to see captives set free, to see, um, you know, orphans and widows being taken care of, to see people set free from bondage, from sin, and from prison, even literal prison in Jesus' name, and, and the emotional bondage as well. In Jesus' name, Isaiah 61 over you, brother. In Jesus' name. That's awesome. That's so awesome. You are so awesome. We'd love to have you come back if you want to do another early morning, Mr. Jared. Yeah. Well, this is fun. I love it. Thank you so very much. I've been a guest on Touch by Prayer and now Crown Chat. So I've got this checklist. Check, <laughs> check, boom. Hey, uh, there, listen, there's so much more. There's so much more that God wants to do. He really does. And that's one of the things that I really feel it's about teaching. It's about equipping, but it's also about having real conversations with people and just putting it out there so that they can see that there's that they're they're not alone because there's so many people who just misunderstand things. And so it's like people like you who come and, and say, nope, this is this is the truth. So I hope that, yeah, we need a boom for this broadcast. We're working on it. Yeah. Boom, P-O-D. Here comes the boom. We need a big boom. So we're working. We're working on a God, on God dropping a microphone. We're trying to figure that out. We haven't figured it out yet, but we're working on it. That's what we're working on. <laughs> um, Daniel, let me just, because you like, it says, tree roots, still waters, shepherd staff, Psalms 23, oak of righteousness. Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your presence. People set free. Roots go deep in scripture and in God's word, deliverance to the captives, orphans, widows, emotional bondage. Love it. That was... Um, that was taking me back to my roots with a bit of future forecasting. Spot on. Love it. Great job. Bless you. So I just wanted to make sure that you got, you got Thank your confirmation. You. So, okay. So if Thank people you. want to find you, Jared, where can they find you? I've got a podcast. I've actually got a couple of yeah. them, but just to make it easy, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. It's on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Player FM, a bunch of others. Okay. And then my website, firebornministries.com. There you go. And we have it right there, firebornministries.com. You can go and find out everything about it. Also, as soon as his book is out, we're going to have you back so you can start talking about your book because you know, yeah. this is the whole thing. Sharing is caring. So make sure that you share this broadcast with people because they need to know. They need to know. And I hope this has this has blessed you. So, Jared, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to wrap up with everybody else. But thank you so much. And if you guys are interested, you can go and support Jared over at FirebornMinistries.com. Have an awesome day. Will, okay, I'll talk thank to you, you soon. Okay, bye-bye. I just love when Holy Spirit just, he just takes over, does what he needs to do and blesses people. So I hope this has blessed you. Please go make sure that, that you follow Jared. Keep him in your prayers, especially because he's getting ready to release this book. And that's one of the things, like when you're about to release a book, there's a lot of stuff that goes in it. There's just a lot of stuff. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.